0: Well, I'm glad you're here. I don't know about you, but man, I absolutely, God was so good to me and giving me an incredible mother, and I want to honor her, and I want to honor all moms, even wore my Mother's Day shirt. It has flowers on it. Some people say first service, a little too sexual for them, but it's an honor of moms. You know, it's an honor of moms, and, and we want to honor not just our moms this morning. We really want to honor um, our parents as well. And uh, all parents, as we're beginning this new series called Laws uh, to Live By. And it's based upon the Ten Commandments, where God gives us some laws, some principles to help lead and to direct our lives. Um, And uh, in God, in all his wisdom, he gave us these laws and principles to help us live and to have a better life, a more meaningful life. And I find it very, very interesting that our court system today is based upon these Ten Commandments written 3,500 years ago. I find it very interesting that the three major religions of the world, help me out, number one is what? Christianity. Number two, Islam and Judaism. Those three major religions all accept and follow the Ten Commandments as God's standard for society. So way back when, God set up his standard, his heart, his ideal, to help us create a better society, so he gave us these Ten Commandments. Now, here's the million-dollar question this morning. What are the Ten Commandments about? What are they about? You know, whenever I ask that question, I always get the wrong answer. What are the Ten Commandments about? I mean, if you were to pick one word to describe the Ten Commandments, what one word would you pick? How many of you would pick the word laws? All right. How, How about the word rules? Rules to live by? A couple of you. How about the word principles? directives, guidelines. How many of you don't have no idea, but you don't want to be wrong? Raise your hand. All right, good. All right. Um, I believe the best word to describe the Ten Commandments is the word honor. Honor. We need to honor God as God. We need to honor God's name. We need to honor God's day. We need to honor our parents. We need to honor our spouse. We need to honor our neighbors, our kids. And since today is a very special day, a very important day, we're going to skip ahead in our series. Today is day one of the laws to live by. And we're going to skip down from Exodus chapter 20 to verse 12. And we're going to talk about the fifth commandment, which deals with honoring our parents. Now, I would encourage you this week uh, to read Exodus 20 a couple times and kind of get to know these Ten Commandments, and you can read about them in other passages of Scripture as well. And so, in, in, uh, in honor of God's law, can we stand together and can we read Exodus chapter 20 and either uh, grab that message outline or your Bible, and let's begin reading with verse 12. You ready? We're going to read it together in one voice, okay? Okay. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. All right, you may be seated. Thank you. Honor your father and your mother. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read a passage of Scripture, I I start asking myself, why? Why this commandment? I mean, if you were God, and thank God you're not, and thank God I'm not, but if you were God... And you, know, and you were trying to pick up some rules and laws to help civilization live and live in a good way, in a wise way, would you make this one of your Ten Commandments? And, and why would you make it number five? I mean, we go from honoring God and honoring God's name and honoring God's day to honoring our parents. Why are family relationships put before marital relationships? I mean, it's usually the opposite, right? Usually you get married and then you have a family. Why is, why is family relationships put before murder, killing, before honoring our neighbors? See, I don't mean to offend anybody this morning, and it is my hope that, that you will come back, many of you that are visiting. Um, but I think God, in all his wisdom, he knew what he was doing. And, um, and this message today is one of these kind of messages that, you know, initially it might really rub you wrong and. And if you know me, I ask you just to kind of trust me to the end, and those that don't know me and there's no level of trust there, I just ask that you might have an open mind until we get to the end, and then maybe it'll all make a little better sense, and you'll feel maybe better about honoring your father and honoring your mother. But I think God, in all his wisdom, he knows that how I relate to my parents affects every relationship in my life. Can you say that with me? How I relate to my parents affects every relationship in my life. Now, take that statement, say it to yourself if you can, and I want you to personalize it. How I relate to my parents affects every relationship in my life. You see, too often our, our present relationships are being hindered because we continue to react to our past our past relationship with our parents. It's called transplanted anger. Have you ever heard anybody say, "Man, I'll never be like my father. I'll never be like my mother." Our past relationship, often with our parents, is influencing, is affecting. Sometimes it's even controlling our present relationships. Transplanted anger. It's kind of like your little anger at your mom, you get married, guess what happens? That anger transplants to who? Your wife. And she's thinking, what's the deal, man? What's, what's you know, what, what, what's his deal? What's his problem? What have I done? You know, often we're transplanting our anger, our frustration with our mother onto our spouse. I find this often happens in the work environment. Often there's authority issues among an employee, and they transpose those authority issues or that anger towards their father onto their boss. I find often as a pastor, sometimes people transplant their anger and frustration with God onto me. It's transplanted anger. And it wreaks havoc in our lives. And this commandment is so important even for those of you this morning that you're, you're not married. How many this morning are not married, never been married, or maybe you're, you're not married now? Raise your hand. Look at that, a bunch of you. Okay, maybe 20 30 40% of you. Um, you know why this commandment is so important for you? Because someday you probably will get married. And one of the most important things you can do before you get married is spend some time with that special person's family and see what they're like. See how this Mr. Wonderful, see how he treats his mother. Hang out with him, with his family. Because in general, the way a man treats his mother is the way he's going to treat his wife. Now, right now, he might be Mr. Wonderful, but just wait. You know, get married and then see what happens. Mr. Wonderful turns into, never mind. Um, And in general, the same thing happens with with women. The way a woman treats her father is a great picture of the way she's going to treat you. Our feelings, our emotions are transplanted. Onto to our spouse, and we were at a, a wedding here last night. Um, uh, one of the oldest Borlands got married, and it was really beautiful to see uh, his, Daniel's future father-in-law talk about his, his bride. And the relationship that father had with his daughter was incredible. And I sat in the audience, I said, man, Daniel's picked himself a really good wife they're going to have a great relationship because she just loves her father and her father loves her, and that's important. And so those of you that are single, this commandment is so important because if you're getting serious about dating someone and wanting to marry someone, you need to hang out with them and just see how they treat their their, their family. And I think what God's saying here when it comes to the fifth commandment, I think what God's saying is, listen, 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 we need to get this one right. Right? honoring our parents is a law to live by, and it will affect the rest of our lives. Now, each week, as we look at one of these um, 10 commandments, and this week was week one, and I've got week one almost 95% already done, and it's a really, really good message. It's not too often I really feel like, boy, this is going to be so good, and I I was tempted to go number one with number one, but it was Mother's Day, and so we went with number five. But as we look at each one of these different commandments... Um, we're going to look at the principle from the commandment. We're going to look at the promise that God promises us if we follow that commandment. And then we're going to talk about the procedure, how to do that. So let's talk, first of all, this is commandment number five. And let's look at the principle here. Here's the principle. Even though your parents are not perfect, you need to honor them. Even though your parents are not perfect, you need to honor them. Now take a second and personalize that statement quietly to yourself. Even though my parents are not perfect, I need to honor them. You see, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. We all make mistakes. We all have weaknesses and consistencies and faults. But yet we need to honor our parents with all their faults, You see, even if you have a problem honoring them as a person, you can still honor them because of the position God has placed them in your life. They are your parents. They're your parents. And the same way you kind of give honor to a judge, you know, you're driving too fast on 95, you get that ticket, but, you know, it wasn't your fault that the car was going so fast, so you decide to go see the judge, right? You know, and you stand before the judge and you say, your honor, your most honorable judge, some of you try to kind of kiss up a little bit, you know, and then you explain to him that it's not your fault, fault that your car was going so fast. Um, but you show that judge honor because of his position. You respect him. God has placed that judge, be it a male or a woman, in authority over you as a judge. He has authority. You need to behave in his court. You could pay for it. You honor that. You honor the position that he has. it's the same thing with our parents. We need to honor their position. Now, I would admit that some parents are not worthy of your honor. But you don't honor them for their mistakes or their poor character or how they've wronged you. You honor them because they are your parents. So how do we honor our parents? What are some things that you do? Tell me some things. How How do we honor our parents? obedience. He has some kids with him in the service today, I'm sure. I wasn't sure where that came from. Obedience, yes. All right. Very good. How else do we honor our parents? Respect. Love. Outback. You take them to Outback. That's good. Okay. Hang out with them. What were you trying to say? Was it Outback, really? Really? Help them, okay. I'm losing my sight, my sound, everything's going quick, quick at 40. It's all going at 40. It's amazing. You know, I really think how we honor our parents, it's very relative to our age. And I think you even see that in the scriptures. Now, in early years, the best way to honor your parents is to obey them, obey them. Paul says this in Ephesians 6. He says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. Paul is saying, listen, because you've placed yourself under the authority of the Lord, he is the Lord of your life, because you've done that, you're you're placing yourself under the authority of your parents, so you need to obey them. And then I love that last phrase. Let's read it with me. What's it say? This is the what? Right thing to do. It's the right thing for you to do is to obey your parents. See, God knows there's a rebellious streak inside of every little child. You know, one of the, uh, the first service, we, we dedicated the twins in our church, and about a couple weeks ago, my wife and I, we watched them for a couple hours, and literally within 20 minutes, we put on five diapers between two of them. I mean, it was busy. It was work. People pray for twins. Don't do it. I mean, it, it's hard work. You know, and it was a blast, and we'd do it again. But even those beautiful little babies, that little guy, you could just see that rebellious streak in him already. You know, these precious little kids, they got that streak in them. And my son, Philip, he's got three streaks in him. He's got two from his mother and one from his father. Yeah, uh-huh. Two from his father and one from his mother. You know, that, that independent rebellious streak that is in each of us. And as parents, we've got to work real hard to try to harness that destructive force that is bent towards doing wrong. It's even bent towards evil. And if we don't, a good number of boys and girls are going to shipwreck their lives in later years. You see, God in his infinite wisdom understands the importance of children learning how to obey those in authority over them. And learning to obey Those in authority is essential if we're going to live a good life. You know, the Jesse James, the Al Capones, the Kurt Cobains, the Marilyn Monroe's of this world usually end up dead. Those of us who have extreme difficult time obeying those in authority today as an adult usually never learned it as a child. We have an authority problem. We need to learn it as a child. So we need to learn to obey our parents. Now, as our kids begin to enter adolescence, I think we honor our parents by respecting them, by cooperating with them. During this phase, your children no longer need a a constant supervision. They don't need a long list of do's and don'ts. Adolescence is the time that your children need to start making their own decisions. And good parents, you know, they know to let go. They, They know their kids are trying to grow up, and they need to give them some independence. But this is also the time in your child's life where he or she feels that they're omniscient. Do you know what omniscient is? It's a quality for God. It means what? All-knowing. Adolescence. That's, that's the best word to describe them. They think they know all. They think they know best. They think they're smarter than their mother and their father. And, you know, we can laugh at them, but think about it when we were there. How were we? I was very omniscient. I knew I knew better than my parents. Right? You know? I knew what was best for me and for my life. And when you have that kind of attitude, you don't respect them. And it wasn't until I went away to college that all of a sudden the light came on. And I began to think, you know, my parents really are pretty smart. they got some pretty good life sense. All of a sudden, they became smart. Now, did they just become smart when I was in college? (laughs) They were smart all along. I just wasn't respecting them. Wasn't respecting them. And I believe what God wants to say to those of us here this morning that are adolescent or young adults, I think God's word to you this morning is you need to obey this fifth commandment by choosing to show your parents respect. Now, to parents, I think God would say, listen, don't allow your kids to treat you with disrespect. Now, I don't believe you can demand respect. I think you earn respect through your integrity and through your character, but you do not tolerate disrespect. Dads, don't let your kids disrespect your wife ever. Don't let them disrespect their mother. Moms, don't let your kids disrespect dad. You know, when dad leaves and they want to say something, don't you join in, you know. The way you develop respect is you don't tolerate. You don't allow disrespect. So we teach respect by not allowing disrespect. So we need to obey them. We need to respect them. And then as we, you know, leave um, uh, young adult lives and we get married, we have kids, I think we move to the third phase, which is treasure them. Once we've kind of established our own household, the fifth commandment is still binding. The fifth commandment is still binding on, on us, on both of our parents until they've passed. And we need to treasure them. We need to value them. They need to feel just how much we love them. And often, if we're honest, I find in so many people, so many couples, young couples especially, that it's not until you have a child of your own that you really begin to realize how much your mother and father loved you. I mean, you have that little guy or that little gal, and you hold him, and you just love that thing. And all of a sudden, you, you begin to realize, my parents must have loved me the way I love them. Now, I wish they would have showed it a little better, you know, but man, you know, that love that you have and you feel you begin to realize my mom and dad love me that way. And I need to appreciate that. I need to treasure them. Treasure them. Treasure them now. Treasure their effort. Treasure their memories. Your mom or dad can be passed. You can still honor them by treasuring them, by spending some time today treasuring their input and impact they've had in your life. Treasure their wisdom. Now, they probably made a lot of mistakes. I'm sure they wish they could have some do-overs, but you don't really usually get do-overs in life. But we can treasure our parents. If they're dead or alive, we need to treasure them. So the principle here is even though your parents were not perfect, you need to honor them. That's the principle. Now let's look at the promise. The promise that if we choose to obey this command, we see the promise. Verse 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, and your days may be long. The apostle Paul adds some words to this in Ephesians 6. He says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a what? With a promise. Here's the promise, verse 3. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have long life on the earth. I think we see two promises here. Number one is the promise for quality of life. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. You will experience a better life, a richer life, a more meaningful life. Now, how many of you this morning would like a richer, more meaningful life? Can I see your hand? Now, this is one of these questions that everybody ought to have their hand up. Or you're daydreaming... That or you need to check yourself into the hospital. Because we all should want a richer, deeper, better life. And God says, listen, I'll give it to you if you'll choose to honor your parents. Can I just be straight with you? Children that learn to love and respect and treasure and honor their parents... They just live a better life. You see, when you dishonor your parents, you dishonor them because you are rebelling against them. And when you rebel, you slam the door on learning. And as long as you're rebellious and defiant, you're not going to learn anything from them. And often you slam the door on learning in your life in general, and you stay in a state of being stupid and shameful. And I know a lot of young adults, that's where they're at. They never learn to obey. They never learn to honor. They never learn to show respect. And they're living in a state of just of stupidity and shamefulness. See, God knows that disobedient children grow up to be unhappy people. And God gives us these 10 commandments. I keep doing this. God gives us these 10 commandments not to punish us, not to control us. God is a good God. And he gives us these commandments so we can live a good life. And God says, listen, you need to learn this one. You need to learn to honor your parents. You need to learn to respect your parents. Because if you do, man, you're going to have a better life. You're going to have a better life. So we see the promise of the quality of our life. And then we see the promise of the quantity of our life. He says, you'll have a long life on the earth. Exodus says, your days may be long. And we know that to be a fact today. People that go through life, you know, with a kind of a spirit of rebellion, with with hurt, with hate, kind of with a, you know, a a grudge on their life, a divisive spirit. We know today that it creates all kinds of problems, all kinds of physical problems, acne, ulcers, loss of appetite, uh, upsets the digestion, impairs the use of the mind, causes allergic reactions such as asthma, fainting spells, makes the skin break out in highs blisters, high blood pressure. And many other serious physical uh, 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 disturbances, as well as mental disturbances like depression and suicide, all because we are stubborn and stupid and we don't want to honor our parents. And that's why God promises that if we'll honor our parents, it actually means that we will live a longer life. All right, so we've seen the principle, we've seen the promise. And then let's talk about the procedures. How do we honor our parents? Well, it always starts with having a right attitude because attitude produces the right action. So it begins by changing our attitude towards our parents. Now, some of you have been here and you've been patient. Some of you have been here and you've been listening to me speak, but the truth of the matter is you're thinking in your mind, how can you ask me to honor my parents when they've been so dishonorable? How can God... Ask me to honor my parents when they have been dishonorable. One woman wrote to her pastor, and she said, Pastor, the very idea of honoring thy father and thy mother is a very difficult concept for me to grasp because my father sexually abused me as a child. And I'm convinced I had a mother who knew all about it, but somehow chose to do nothing about it. And I'm sure you're here, and many of you here today, and and you can share, uh, you know, about your childhood. It might have been, you know, it might have been alcoholism. It might have been drug abuse. It might have been workaholics. It might have just been cold, neglecting parents, uncaring, uninvolved parents. And many of you have got deep hurts and deep pain and deep disappointments. So does God want you to kind of put on a happy face and pretend that there's no pain? Does God just want you to smile and and choose to honor your parents? I call it putting on your Jesus smile, you know? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. God will not accept unauthentic honoring. God's not asking you to ignore the pain or to pass over it lightly or to forget it. Rather, God is asking you to identify it. To own your part if you have a part, and to grieve it, and to work through it however long it takes. Some of us need to stop covering up for our parents. We need to be honest with ourselves, and we need to be honest with them. We need to reveal our hurts, because revealing our feelings is always the beginning of healing. And so when you need to sit down and share with your parents just how much they hurt you. And then you need to choose to forgive them. Jesus taught seven times 70 times. You choose to forgive them and move on. You see, one thing we don't understand about forgiveness, forgiveness is always for ourselves. We look at forgiveness as something to help them. God wants us to forgive because it's good for us. It keeps us from living in the past and living in the rearview mirror all the time. It helps us to go forward. And so we got to choose to deal with it, to talk about it, not to ignore it, and then to forgive them and go forward. Now, after you've done that, let me quickly share with you how you can honor your parents. Number one is accept them. Accept them. We all can do that. Accepting them is not ignoring their mistake or pretending they were perfect. It's not agreeing with everything they did. I love Proverbs. Proverbs twenty three twenty two says this: "Listen to your what, father." And then what are the next four phrase four words? What do they said: "Listen to your father." Why do you need to listen to your father? Because he gave you life. And do not despise your mother when she's old, because she she gave you life. Acceptance means you realize that regardless of their imperfection, God chose to use them to bring you into this world. They gave you something that nobody else can give you your life. And you need to accept them. You need to accept that. And then you need to appreciate them. Appreciation goes one step beyond acceptance. Acceptance means I accept you in spite of what you've done. Appreciation means there's some things about you that I like, that I value. I mean, have you ever thought about how much easier your parents' life would have been if it wasn't for you? You know? It's hard work having kids. Can you imagine the kind of car your dad would have drove if he didn't have you? I'll never forget, as a little kid, we went to visit. Uh, my dad worked at Pratt-Whitney. He was not an engineer, but he worked at Pratt-Whitney, and um, he kind of worked his way up. And uh, we visited another couple, um, over there in Juno Beach, and it was a husband and wife. They both worked at Pratt Whitney, and they had two Porsches. And I thought, wow, that was so cool. And I said, Dad, why don't you have a Porsche? He says, because I have you. <laughs> you know, and it's really true. Kids are expensive. Kids are expensive. How much easier parents' life would have been without you? But they chose to have you. And we have this tendency to take the people we love for granted. So this Mother's Day, don't don't take it, mom, for granted. Call her, write her, do whatever you can. Spend some time reflecting as she's gone. Spend some time praying and thanking God for the woman she was. Appreciate her, and then affirm them. Accept them, appreciate them, affirm them. You know, the word honor comes from the Hebrew word, which means to give glory to. Think about that. Do you give glory? glory to your parents, to hold in high esteem. It comes from the Greek word, which means to, to raise up in value. And if there ever was a time in our culture where we need to raise up our parents and our grandparents in value, it is now. Because today, the elderly are looked down upon more than ever before. They look at being an economic liability, look at as being a nuisance on the road. You know? And we need to affirm them. We need to esteem them. We need to value them. We need to treasure them. We need to make every day Mother's Day and Father's Day. Honor your parents, accept them, appreciate them, affirm them. Honor your parents, and God will honor you. You know, that's exactly what Jesus Christ did. Jesus Christ was on the cross. And he was dying for our sins. And he was fighting the battle of his life. Blood was pouring out. He was bearing the sins of the world. He was fighting for his breath. In the midst of all that pain and all that suffering, he looks over and he sees his mother, Mary. And he finds one of his best friend, if not his best friend, John. And he asks John to honor and to take care of his mother. In the midst of dying for our sins, for the sins of the world, Jesus honored his mother, and God honored him. I hope this morning, today, that you will choose to spend some time and honor your mother and honor your father, even if they weren't perfect. Can we bow our heads in prayer? I hope we've learned this morning that we're not free to press on to the future until we face some matters of the past. And I hope I've encouraged you to maybe deal with some things. So we need to pray and ask God to give you the courage to talk to your parents. There's some hurt. There's some ill will. There's something there that's hindering the relationship and keeping you from authentically honoring them. And you need to deal with it. And maybe right now you need to say, God, give me the courage. Give me the courage to talk. However they respond, they respond. I'm going to share it. I'm going to forgive them. And I'm going to move on. And then maybe you can join us in praying as we're going to pray right now. Maybe you can pray right now. God, can we all pray right now with our heads bowed? God, help me to honor my parents. Help me to obey respect, and treasure them. God, help me to accept and appreciate and affirm them today. God, help me to forgive them for the past and embrace the future. Can you join me this morning in praying and saying, God, I want to live a better life. I want to live a longer life. And some of us this morning, maybe you need to pray and say, God, you know what? I've been rebellious. I've been rebellious far too long, and I'm sorry. Please forgive my rebellious heart. I've been rebellious towards you. Forgive my rebellion. I put my faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone to forgive me. And to love me. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the incredible father that you are. And we honor you. And God, I pray this morning that you will help us to honor and to treasure our parents. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.